So we're in this series called Simple, and uh, today I don't really have so much of a sermon format as I have like a, an idea or a thought, and so we have scripture, and so I'm not getting like way off track and preaching heresy or anything, but I want you to leave here today with one idea and just, and just stay with that idea this week. So instead of like hearing a, a, a sermon or a talk on a topic, I want you to leave here with an idea or a thought that you can just this week sort of wrestle with or marinate on or just just let it kind of just play with you this week. And uh, I think it's a different way to look at a, a sermon or a talk sometimes. And so we're going to talk today about spiritual flexibility, uh, spiritual flexibility. Uh, the series that we're in is called Simple. And I believe that Christianity is the most complex, simple thing ever. Uh, we talked about in the first week of the series, we talked about how Jesus said, his burden is light. His yoke is easy. Like being a follower of Christ, there's not all these rules and things that came with keeping the law or doing all these things. Jesus came and, and he accepts everybody where they are. And then his command is, come follow me. We're going to figure this out as we go. You don't have to be perfect to come to Christ. You don't have to have everything put together and know all this and have all. You just have to come and be willing to be led by God. And, uh, and so we talked about, we overcomplicate things like crazy, and we'll talk about it through the rest of the series. We make prayer way harder than what it is, even though it's the, the most mysterious, like we don't even understand all that prayer is, but it's still simple. And, uh, and a lot of the things, worship, and a lot of the things that we do, not simple as in it's like dumbed down, or, but simple in the fact that like Jesus, God emptied heaven so that he could be in relationship with us because he wants it to be simple, who, to come to him and to be in relationship with him. And we put a lot of rules to it. I think religion has done a really good job of making it all this and this and this, and really it, it's simple. And so we're going to take the next few weeks to kind of talk about this idea of simple. And uh, I'm going to use a phrase called religion today. I'm going to say, you know, religion says this, but Jesus says this. And what I'm trying to say is, we're all actually religious. I mean, like that's what, you know, the term for Christians or Christ followers is, you know, it's a religion that we follow. Uh, but, uh, but it's gotten twisted in a way that we've gotten stuck in being religious instead of being relational with God. And so when I say, oh, we're just being like religious, uh, sometimes that can be a negative way. Like you can say that in a negative way, like all it's become is tradition or rules and it hasn't been relationship or out of your desire to be in relationship with God. Who's with me? Say amen. And so, and so that's what I'm talking about is our call with God. He calls us sons and daughters. He calls us very relational terms, uh, not because we're equal, but because we're loved, but because we're accepted, but because we're forgiven and because we're, uh, we're in his inheritance is the terminology God uses. And so, um, so it is a relational thing with God. There isn't, you know, like in the Old Testament, all the barriers of the tabernacles and the burnt offerings and all those kind of things. We are in relationship with God. He speaks to us and he moves in our lives. And I believe that he guides us and leads us and loves us. And so in that, that's what we have to preserve and protect and keep is the idea that God is always moving us and leading us. If when Jess and I got married seven years ago, we sat down and we said, this is what our marriage is going to be. And we wrote a book of the rules or the ways or the traditions of how our marriage would be, how ripped off would we be? Why? Because after three years, it changes and it changes for the better. 
And then after you have kids, it changes, and it changes for the better. And after this, and then uh, grandparents could say this, after you have grandkids, and your, 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 your relationship always changes for the better and for the better because you're growing in your love with one another. And as you grow, you see things differently. The way I used to think about church five years ago is not how I think about it now. I was a youth pastor, and I thought, oh, it fits in this sphere of youth ministry and this kind of, but now that I'm not, I think of it this way. That one isn't bad, and this one isn't necessarily, per, you know, right. Uh, they're both, they both belong. Everything belongs, but it's about relationship and evolving, and that's why I believe the scripture says that we go from glory to glory in our relationship with God. It should just, it should be better and better, and the problem with religion or tradition is that it just keeps you here, just stay here. You wrote the book of the first year of your marriage, and then that's it. Just stay, stay there. That's what it is. And so I'm not coming against any denomination or tradition. I'm actually disappointed sometimes uh, that the non-denominational church doesn't have enough tradition. Uh, we, I got to spend time in Prague, and we walked through these beautiful buildings, and they just have wonderful architect and all of this really cool tradition of stained glass and stuff. And so when I say tradition, I'm not coming against Tradition, I'm coming against people that say my relationship with God is only these traditions or these experiences or this thing. Somebody say amen. Because God is bigger than that. And if you read all of scripture, both Old Testament and New Testament, God is always calling his people out of the boat into something new, into an experience, an encounter, and relationship with him. Amen? So today we're going to talk about flexibility uh, Matthew 9.16 says, No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. This was Jesus talking. And he says, No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away from the garment, and the tear is made worse. Verse 17, Nor do they put wine into old wineskins, or else the wineskins break, the wine is spilled, and the wineskin is ruined. But they put new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Uh, I'll break this down in a minute. But what I want to talk about is flexibility. I believe that Christianity and your walk with God is all about flexibility. I think your greatest ability in Christianity or being a Christ follower, I think one of the greatest abilities that you can have is flexibility, is to be flexible. Now, I need to be clear in the beginning, I'm not talking about changing scripture and going away from what the Bible wrote, and, well, we need to evolve, we need to adapt, we need to progress, and we do away with what Scripture says. We hold firm to the Scripture and what we believe as God's values, but sometimes the processes can be different than how we were raised or what we believe. God always calls you, as I'm going to say often, out of the boat. So to be, hey, come walk on the water. And, and as we talked about a couple weeks ago, if we're a true Christ follower and we're wanting to live the way our, our rabbi, Jesus, uh, the way they, you would want to get out to where he is. You'd want to step out of the boat and be in the new that God called you into because that's the best place to live. And so, again, I'm not talking about changing uh, scripture or compromising scripture, but what I'm saying is your greatest encounters as a Christian are when you're the most stretched or most um, molded or pliable. Uh, if I had to go back through my course, I guess, of, of church life, you would say, or Christ-following life, my highlight moments are in life or when I was doing something I should not have been doing or wasn't, probably wasn't, uh, uh, not educated, but uh, capable or I wasn't skilled enough to do. 
Uh, I thought about when I went to Africa. I was 18 years old. We were in Africa. We get on this bus, and we're going down this road, and the, the guy there uh, who's leading the team says, hey, all the villages have heard uh, that, of course, you know, the Americans, the American pastors are here. And I was just an 18-year-old kid working at a grocery store who helped out in kids' ministry. And so I was actually just there to help the kids' team, literally like do a puppet is what I was there to do. And um, so, but I grew up in church. And so uh, going down the road and this guy is saying, hey, there's all these different villages that have heard that you guys are here and we don't have enough pastors here to speak to everyone. And they're going to be extremely disappointed if uh, someone special doesn't show up on Sunday, not because we're special, but just because they heard we were coming. And so um, is there anybody on the team that you think could preach to these adults? Now, I've only spoke to kids. I wasn't even a youth pastor yet. And I'm not saying that kids or youth or adult, not that that's a progress. I believe that kids' ministry is the best ministry. Uh, and I would argue with that every day with you. But so all I had done was kids' ministry. That was all my experience. And so is there anybody here that could do this? And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to say yes to this, but I'll try. Yeah, I'll do it. And so I'm not kidding you. I, I should have brought the pictures, but uh, we get in this bus the next day and we're just driving down the road and it's clay dirt and all this crazy. And then they just stop the bus. And all you see is this trail, like in all this long grass, just way down the thing. And they stop the bus and he's like, get out. I'm like, what? You just go down there. Just go down there. I'm in Africa. I'm not just going to go down the... And, uh, but it was amazing. So I get out of the bus because all I heard was this music and this singing and just this crazy. And, um, I'm thinking to myself like, oh my God, there's going to be like 40,000 people there. That's how loud it was. And so I'm thinking like, you know, if I ran away, they would really just say nice things about me, died on a mission trip in Africa, you know? Um, so I just go, I go all the way there. And what was incredible was it was a mud hut with sticks so they took sticks, and they packed clay in there, and it was a metal tin roof. And, um, and I just went in there, and there was only actually about 100 people. And, uh, and so 18 years old, about 100 people, and it was so hot. And, uh, but they were singing so joyfully, and it was so amazing. So here I am in this 18-year-old punk kid, and they were singing, uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. Uh, this is the day. And, uh, and I'm like, like how are you? Ex you live in a mud hut in Africa, and you're singing way more joyfully than any American ever would. Uh, it was just a huge wake-up call. But I wasn't qualified to do that, but it's one of the best, and God showed up, and it was awesome, and it was one of the best things I ever did. Some of the best times in my life were with God is when I was extremely stretched, extremely, my flexibility was called on, uh, but God pulled me into something and the reason that that's so important is because when you step outside your comfort zone, it allows God to step in and use you. It's no longer you, it's him through you. Amen? And so flexibility is your greatest ability. Uh, one of the thoughts in this series called Simple is we get really caught up in what we know and how many scriptures we have and how many devotions we do and all of this stuff that you're subscribed to that makes us a great Christian but if you're not willing to be used and be stretched and be flexible with all of those things, what a waste. The devil lets you study all day long. Go ahead, get fat on the word. Go ahead, get fat on all that kind of stuff. But if you don't use those, that's why the word says you got to take your scriptures and speak them and say them and put them into life and pray them over your kids and all those kinds of things. Why? Because if you're just fat on the word and fat on your relationship with God, but it's not. Uh, that's why the scripture says we're, we'll be known by our fruit. We'll be known by the love that we show on each other. How will you know that they're God's people is when we put it in action. 
And so, and so that's the thing. One of the greatest abilities as a Christ follower is flexibility, is for us to be able to say, I'm not going to stick and sit in my same old, same old, come home, same old dinner, same old chair, same old show. I'm going to live a life that says, hey, God, what do you want to do in my life? This is what I'm comfortable with. Now stretch me beyond that. Push me beyond that because that's the best way to live. And so they knew what Jesus was talking about. When they said, hey, uh, don't put new wine in old wineskins. It's going to break and both will be lost. They're like, oh, yeah, we know what you're saying because they knew about wineskins. But for us, the old wineskin got very hard and it got very, it just formed into a certain way and it got very hard and it was, and it was fragile and it, and it was just sort of this crusty, hard thing. And so if you put new wine in there because it was new and as it expanded, it would destroy both. And so Jesus is saying, hey, about me, I can't do something new in you. The parable he's saying is, I can't do something new in you, and I can't move the way you want me to move. I can't re respond, and, and sometimes the reason God can't do what you're asking, he could, but he won't, is because you're not flexible. You're like that old wineskin. He knows if he were to show up and bless you the way that you were asking, or if he were to show up and promote you the way, if you weren't ready to handle it, if you weren't flexible and soft and moldable, it would break both. What he was trying to do would be lost, and so would the wineskin. So would, so would where you would be. Are. So our prayer always has to be, Lord, here I am, send me, use me, change me. Uh, I'm taking up the cross. Like I'm That's why the scripture says I'm dying to myself. I don't want to be stuck in this, this is who I am, this is me. No, God, change me, use me, mold me. And then that's when God can pour in the new into your life. Somebody say amen. So flexibility is a huge thing for us. Uh, I thought about um, Jesus, the day of Pentecost, he calls all his people to go gather in the upper room. So there's these teachings of Jesus, there's all this time spent on earth, and he says, hey, I'm going to send a new thing, go to the upper room, and only 120 people show up. And they said, uh, for us, so when Jesus had about 3,000 people following him from city to city, when, when he would have the large numbers, for us, that would be hundreds of thousands of people just based on the population and time. And so there's these mass crowds following Jesus. But when Jesus says, hey, a new thing is coming, essentially be flexible, be ready because a new thing is coming, only 120 show up. And so they show up, and we know the Holy Spirit is given, and, and they're infilled with the Holy Spirit, and they're speaking in another tongue, and they go out into the streets. And some people who aren't flexible go, whoa, these guys are drunk. These guys are crazy. This isn't what I'm used to. This doesn't fit in my little first-year rule book we made up. Uh, that doesn't fit. So they're upset by it. But the others, we know the Scripture says the greatest harvest that they've seen uh, took place from the new thing that he did. And so all kinds of people missed out because they weren't flexible, but the people that were in and flexible and ready for the new thing, they got to lead in one of the greatest harvests of that season because of flexibility. And I believe in your life, if you're willing to be flexible, if you're willing to, on your job site, take that step out of your comfort zone and connect with somebody and love on somebody and speak an encouraging word or just listen to somebody, people need to be listened to. So just stay a little longer and listen a little more and, and, and don't brush it off and, and say a kind word and encourage or go on someone's Facebook and tell them how much you mean to them, all those kinds of things. If you can take those steps out of the comfort zone, God will do a new thing in you and you'll see a greater harvest than you've ever seen. Somebody say amen. Are we okay? Are you with me? Okay. So we have to think about it in terms of how we live. So what does it mean to be flexible? 
And what does it mean to be an old crusty wineskin? Uh, the old hard wineskin takes the Bible and just reads it and gets through it. But someone who's flexible and moldable opens the Bible and says, okay, God, today, even if I'm only going to read two lines, speak to me today. Change me. What would you say? What, what, what in the Bible? I'm going to open this Bible, and I'm gonna, I want you to encourage me, and, and I, want you to, um, I want you to challenge me, and I want you to make me better. And, and so when you just read the word, read it from a stance, and this is what you're doing this week. Read it from a word that says, I'm being flexible. What are you calling me to? What are you pushing me to? What are you? And so that flexibility is how we need to live. Don't just take your worship music and put it on and have it in the background. Put that worship music on and go, okay, God, I'm, you know, I got 20 minutes here and I'm going to put some music on and I'm just going to listen to music, but I'm going to listen for you to say something to me. And a lot of times it doesn't, you know, it doesn't come from a big shining light and a deep voice from heaven. And uh, it's not that, but it's maybe it's a lyric or it's a thought that you start on and God, God sparks something in you. And you say, so don't just have your worship time. Listen, be flexible, be moldable, listen. And, uh, same thing with, with dinner time or <coughs> kids' time or whatever you have, family time. Get out of the zone, the, the, the tradition, the, the usual, the whatever your habit, I guess you'd say, is change it. Do something different and say, okay, God, we're going to be flexible tonight. And I'm super uncomfortable and this is going to be awkward, but guess what? Uh, we want to be flexible because we want what's new. We want something new from you. We want what's better. Jesus said, I came to give you life and to give it to you better and I believe that comes through being flexible. Uh, John 2, 1 says this. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. So Jesus' mother is there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to do, do it, which is a powerful line. Uh, DG, you can come play. In closing, I want you to think about this. Uh, so they have this thing that takes place. They have this need that shows up in their life. And at first, what they do is they try to go to protocol. And so they say, hey, we've run out of wine. Let's go to this person. Let's see what that person can do. And uh, the response here is, hey, listen. Uh, my hour has not yet come. So he's saying it's not my place yet. And then the response after that is basically what Jesus is saying. He's saying, hey, this is a thing that you can handle. And the response from his mother is, how are we going to handle it? And she says, whatever he says to do, you do it. And so a lot of times in our lives, we get very old wine skin. We get very stuck in our ways. And all we pray is, God, come fix it. God, save me. God, bail me out. But the response, I think, a lot of times from God is the same thing. Hey, trust me, and you can do it. Be flexible. Be willing. Be moldable. Be ready to be the solution. Whatever God says for you to do, do that. Do it. I think it's a good idea. It's a good person to listen to. But a lot of times, tradition and what we know and what we've always done, it's the same way. And we just say, God, do this and help me here and bail me out here and do this. And God, God a lot of times speaks back and says, you got to be flexible. You got to be willing to step out of your comfort zone. You got to be willing to be used by me. And then you'll see the new. Then you'll see the provision. Then you'll see God move on your behalf. And so for us as a church, whatever that means, 
what are the things that you need to get away from? What are the distractions? What are the things that are holding you in a bad habit in your relationship with God? What are the things that you're just stuck and you're bored? Like, let's just be honest. Part of what gets boring about church or Christianity is just that we let ourselves go on cruise control and you lose the fascination of your journey with God. That's why when you first get saved or you first come to Christ, it's just mind-blowing and incredible. And you feel, he's always with me. He's always. But as you go a while, you just let yourself get used to it. And you take your eyes off being molded and changed and moved, going from glory to glory. You just get bored. You get stuck. So my encouragement to you are, what are the things you have to get rid of? What are this? And I'm not talking like sell, uh, but what are the distractions? What are the things that keep you from, from being committed and being molded and flexed and shaped uh, for the new thing that God wants to do in your life or the better thing. And of course, my encouragement as a pastor is that's what we believe is valuable about Vertical Church is that you come here and, and we hear a word and we worship and we're in community together and we encourage each other. We find that valuable. Why? Because it keeps us fresh and it keeps us moving and flexible and, and moldable. Uh, Thursday, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, we run on time but Wednesday we were at the Holland Rescue Mission I'm sitting here at this table just hearing all these things right here in pure Michigan Holland that they have need for not just oh we do this but like oh we're trying to do this and we have this huge need this huge need there's 30 kids in Holland Michigan pure Michigan hashtag pure Michigan destination area beautiful everything's perfect there's 30 kids right now that live in a facility like, oh, it was under five. Under five years old, 30 kids just live in a, and it's a great facility and I'm not bashing it or anything like that, but no five-year-old and under belong growing up in a facility. Somebody say amen. So what we will do is, is what we will do as a church is we will get out of our comfort zones and we'll get rid of our own stupid schedules and all the stuff that really doesn't matter. And we're going to go down there. We're going to be a part of it. Somebody say amen. And we're going to do all that we can to help empty that place. Let's put it out of business, right? Like my mission is to put you guys out of business. So, but for real, let's get out of the crusty old wineskins and let's be flexible and let God do some things in our life that we may not be comfortable with. But as long as it lines up with the word of God and it feels good to you and feels good to God, you, you feel good that God's calling you into it, do it. Challenge yourself this week prayer time, some worship time, whatever it is, stepping out of the boat, connecting with somebody, inviting somebody here, whatever it is, do it. Shopping trip, mom's group, all those things can sometimes be intimidating. Uh, take the step, meet people, connect with people and see God do something new and better in your life. Amen. Why don't you stand? going to ask that everybody just bows their heads, close their eyes. We're going to get ready to pray here in a minute. When nobody looking around, so it'll be totally private. I'll be the only one who sees and God will see and that's all that matters. But I want to give you the invitation or the opportunity to choose to follow Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Uh, the scripture says, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Christ is risen from the dead and that he's Lord and Savior of your life, Scripture says you're on your way to heaven. Uh, some people call it a confession of faith or uh, they call it like a salvation prayer. Um, but what it is, is it's you in your own heart 
in your mind, in your heart, saying, God, I know today going forward, I need to make better choices. And one of those better choices is following you, is being a Christian, is starting to take the steps in a new relationship. So as we talked about flexibility, you may be in here, this may be one of your moments where you're like, man, I gotta be flexible. I gotta, I'm gonna do this. I'm not comfortable, but I'm gonna do it. If that's you here, it's really simple. I'm gonna pray a prayer and you're gonna, we're all gonna repeat it at the same time. So you won't be singled out. I'm not gonna call you forward. We're not gonna embarrass you, nothing like that. Right where you are, as we all pray together, you'll be able to pray this prayer. But here's how it goes. You'll pray, we'll all pray at the same time. And all we're gonna do is we're gonna ask you're going to confess Jesus is Lord and Savior. You'll repeat after me. You'll ask him to forgive you of your sins. And we believe that starts an eternal relationship with God. You'll be on your way to heaven, sins forgiven. And so if you're here with no one looking around, all I'm going to ask you to do is on three, I'll have you raise your hand when I count to three. So if that's you on three, just raise your hand. One, two, three. Anybody in here? See that hand? See that hand? Anybody else? Jesus said, I came to give you life and give it to you better. His burden is easy, his yoke is light. Everybody always says to me, oh, Christianity is so full of rules. No, it's not full of rules. The Bible has more promises for your life, more improvements, more betters. Jesus said, if you do this, then you'll be blessed this way or you'll do this. So don't think, oh, I'm signing up for all these rules and all this stuff. No, it's about relationships and experience with our creator. He put the stars in place. He formed the oceans and he wants to be a part of your every day. So again, if you, and I saw those hands that raised their hand, but if you didn't raise your hand and, and you're like, man, I, this is me. If that's you, one more time, just put your hand up. Anybody else see that hand? Cool. Very cool. So all together, repeat after me. Say, God, today I choose you. Be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to walk with you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen.